Welcome to Let's Talk About the Arts, presented by myself, Fergal Curtis. So my guest today, I met, I'm going to say two years ago, um, when they were in Tall Tales podcast doing a podcast, Pause Vibes, which is one of my favourite podcasts, and uh, it has always been an honour to sit with every guest um, behind the desk and listen to Robbie and Veda do their thing, and we were just talking about their amazing film, How to Tell a Secret, but this guest, um, I remember when I wanted to ask you on let's talk about the arts. I was in the George and I think it was World AIDS Day. I might be wrong. Um, but it was one of the Pause Vibes event and they played your film. And I was just like, oh my God. I was like, that, like that's beautiful. It was art. It was uh, something different. And from that moment on, I just knew I wanted to bring you into this space. Now it's taken about a year. Um, but I was like, I need to bring, I love the way I never say anyone's name. So everyone's like, who is he talking about? So I'm going to say the name, but this is the other thing. Are we ready for the pronunciation? Yes, I am. I think I've got it, but you can tell me. So please welcome Luis Noguera Benitez. Yes. Yes, is that right? We say Noguera. 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 Yeah, absolutely fine. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, you are more than welcome. But going back to that film, that was the first time I was like, this person is an artist that clearly has a message to tell. And it's done in a way that's not, here's the message literally, it's done through art where you it's an art for it's an art that I like when you're like I understand what they're saying but I can also take my interpretation away that mightn't even relate with yourself so that's the first prompt that I want to jump into is uh, your first prompt was activism um and how you have learned this is what I got from what you said to me you have learned to be the artist you are through having something to say and I'd love you to speak on that why um having an intention behind your art is so important um well thank you so much first of all for having me and um yeah I have to say that everything started since I was diagnosed with HIV in 2013 before that I was doing acting theater and our mentor and teacher Lali Armengol back in the time always taught us to say something important if you have the opportunity to if you're able to speak in front of people say something that stays with them at least one word it doesn't have to make a lot of sense to anybody but at least say something minimum that stays with them so after being diagnosed with HIV and staying holding that secret keeping that secret for years and um not being able to know what to do with that um, was, I, I, I say, was kind of like one of the main kind of like fuels that I had, had in me mm-hmm. at the moment that I had the opportunity to say something. This opportunity was Shameless, the film uh, produced by Stephen Queen based on the uh, research that uh, Thomas Strong did about the different type of LGBTQ individuals living in Ireland, uh, specifically gay men living in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So after having, like, have been invited to, to participate or, like, perform as a Latin American gay man living in Ireland in a film with so many, like, different artists and performers with great experience and, like, a little bit of a name or, like, a big name mm-hmm. in Dublin, for me was, like, this is a chance that I have to start with this type of activism, arts, poetry, monologue, drama that I like. So see and see how it goes. And see yeah. if people like it and see if people think it's too much. If see if people really gets it. So I was invited to do that and uh, my colleague and friend Maolin Navarro wrote this monologue for me based on the experiences of Latin American men living in Ireland. Uh, some of stereotypes. It was kind of like a lot of stereotypes in the mm-hmm. in the monologue. And I had the opportunity to mention some of 
something about HIV. It, it okay. was literally one line, but for me, <laughs> that one line, when I had the chance to say it in the film and seeing it there with the translation, because it was in Spanish, the whole movie. Oh, okay. So when it was translated, I was like, I just came out as a HIV positive artist, activist that likes to say that it's okay to be HIV positive and it's okay for me to say it, but it's absolutely incredibly okay for you to be HIV positive too and not say it. It's yes. just killing the stigma that has been killing us forever since the mm-hmm. first HIV diagnosis in the world. So in that monologue, um, Stephen Queen invited me to, uh, I, he, he mentioned that like he was just looking for multicultural, different types of people. And then I was, I was like, am I the only Latin American? <laughs> yes. So I took that opportunity as like, I have to speak <laughs> yeah. for us Latin American people more so for everybody, but like for the queer Latin American uh, individuals living in Dublin, the struggle that we had to face, or we are still facing, some of the stigmas and stereotypes that we faced. And that was like the, 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 the whole concept of that monologue and presentation. We did it. It was, I had an amazing opportunity. We filmed it in the boiler house. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Oh, wow. <laughs> And it was great. That was during the pandemic, actually. And we had a great time filming it. Filming it. Filming it, it. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it was out, uh, it was only on YouTube. And, you know, it was out for Pride. That year we didn't have Pride. Yeah. Everybody was at home and everything. So I think it was like a, a really great initiative from them. A really great idea. And it, it, it's like a, a really nice concept. It's like a cabaret. Like the same yeah. idea that you do. But uh, in video. Because... We mm-hmm. couldn't have like audiences, and so everybody will have their own performance yeah. in each one of the areas of the boiler house, and then they put it all together as a film. It was inter- it's interesting. Like it's still not on YouTube because I think they're applying for different festivals and different things around the world. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, that was like kind of like the main, oh, the first thing that pushed me to uh, do this art active artivism as Vera said yeah <laughs> as Vera pronounced it she called it or she called me artivist is kind of like the way of talking about HIV that is not as straight away or like with a simple line or some some yeah. sort of like the message straight away so you kind of like interpret it in a yeah. way present it and see what people get from that I, yeah. I really appreciate that you said that you got some ideas from the video I think there was a black and white video yes yeah it's a video poem called and fight. Okay. Uh, and it's literally that was f- the first video poem I did um, was invited to take part in one of the mm, World Aids Days uh, events at the George and yeah. she was like if you want to sing a song I'm like <laughs> do you sing Luis? I like singing I love singing oh. I, I, I wouldn't sing in front of an audience okay. like that you know I sang in, in a play in a performance before okay but this character used to sing so it wasn't really you know but if I have to sing as Louis oh my goodness maybe like, that's the next challenge yeah I would love that yeah I would love that yeah I want to mix up your two prompts now because yeah. you're kind of touching between them both so the third prompt you'd given me was being from Venezuela and Um, the Latin American culture and I'd love you to kind of like so you said to me that you always feel like you belong there and I love that Um, and that you'll return um, but it's very much you incorporate the culture into your art so what I would love to know do you know what actually come on I start with asking what is the stigma still like because I don't know yeah, to put up pl- about being HIV positive in Venezuela, um, or, in, or different stigmas. Well, I I thought I got from you that being Latin America American in Ireland, there might be still a stigma there. Am I correct in saying that? Did I pick that up wrong? Yeah, there, there might be. There might be. I I would say that I never f- had to face it okay. as bad as other people, but some other people were. Uh, it's being like yeah, mistreated or. Um, mm. um, you know, treated differently because they f- they feel that they won't, like, yeah, they they won't be understanding, yeah, each other well. Yeah. So you're being treated like that. Is that okay for you? So you're like uh, this okay. person is just talking to me like that because 
Because they're presuming something. Yeah, so I, I think that probably is too much, too overthinking. Maybe the other person is just trying to be friendly. But, you know, there is some sort of stereotypes that we kind of, like, bring with us, mm. right, from home. Because the stereotypes there are huge. We have stereotypes for everything, which yeah. are very, very much. Well, I wouldn't criticize it that way, but, like, Latin American people, we are brought up uh, with a lot of stereotypes about body image, about... Um, um, being rich and being poor about gotcha. um, you know uh, yeah racism as mm-hmm. well even yes. when we're like super mixed uh, but at the same time so it's kind of like uh, I would say not super hard as the racism in different areas mm-hmm. or in different kind of like aspects but like yeah there might be some stereotypes about Latin American people being um uh, sex workers or Latin okay. American be- people being um, just uh, here to do the jobs that Irish people don't want to do. Gotcha. And that type of stereotypes or Irish people just coming here to get a, a European husband so they can get a visa and work and have the life right. that they weren't able to have in their own countries. So I wouldn't say it's like, you know, all over the of country and it's like a big issue but I'm, I just like saying it because there might be one person facing this situation. Well, exactly. Yeah. And it's important to say it because even when you mentioned a couple of those things, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see how that would actually yeah. play out, but it wouldn't be, let's say, something in my forefront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's go back to then maybe not, I don't so much want to focus on, let's say, the stigma around HIV in Venezuela or here or Latin America, but how all these elements, how all these stigmas, these adversities that you have kind of been faced with, how that has informed your art. And more so, I'd love to know how it's informed your identity through your art. Yeah, it's really interesting that I love that that question or that comment because... um, once I accept myself as a queer man, HIV positive, activist, artist, half writer, half actor, mm. slash director, all of that, slash producer and community gatherer. Yes. <laughs> Once I accepted myself as that, I was able to incorporate all of that together. So, for example, I bring all my Latin American culture and all this, the stuff that I grew up with and... The stuff that I feel it doesn't match with the reality that we have right now. I, I bring all that into writing. So lately I like writing um, things, um, poems. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it poems. It's <laughs> just like, you know, I, I wrote something and I just... Pieces. Or, pieces, yeah. exactly. Because their poetry is a, a huge you know art in but it probably is poetry because yeah. poetry can be so many things exactly too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like maybe maybe you don't see it as poetry or maybe you're not embracing the word because you might have this idea of what poetry is yeah i think people study a lot to be a poet and you know and they practice a lot and they practice a lot until they show their first piece and I'm like just there just wrote it but is, isn't put it out. <laughs> isn't your study in your life experience so yeah. they may have studied academically yeah but I I don't know I would challenge you to be like it is poetry because you've had to study in a different kind of way and that's life experience you, you know yeah. possibly that's yeah. I will leave that one with you Luis yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I get you 100% but yeah well I bring my Latin American culture whenever I have to write something I always try to bring or mix the Spanish uh, mm. the stuff that I personally do uh, in the play that I just directed uh, yes. the, the characters were speaking English and Portuguese because we're from Ireland and Brazil so it's always bringing a little bit of who we are to every single thing for shameless monologue i i did some um, indigenous inspired makeup oh wow okay. it, it translated to me it was like a mix like we call it um it's like modern indigenous like you know the way that indigenous people will look if they weren't killed yeah by so many other people back okay in so it's like uh, in yeah, indigenous, indigenous, and modern, modern indigenous. I, there is a word, but I, I is I the indigenous it. culture big in Venezuela? Yeah, it's huge. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're beside. We're like we're 
they're in the Amazon rainforest, so that's okay. the area where the majority of them are. Yeah. But there's uh, there are a lot of communities by a lake. I would say close to Colombia. That's up to the north side of the country. Uh, a lot of them too. They're all over, all over the, mm. the country. So I like to bring a little bit of that too because I feel like I, I, I haven't I haven't gotten DNA tested or anything like that, but I feel like my great-grandfather grew up. I wouldn't say that he was part of any indigenous tribe, but I like, think he grew up really close to an area where gotcha. the indigenous were. And that's why the look uh, I got, my sister is kind of like, we have the same yes. kind of look. That is like, why? Because my dad doesn't look like that. My mom doesn't look like that. So we probably have some sort of like indigenous mixing our yes. in our kind of blood so i lo always love to bring that mm -hmm. i was always uh, interested in uh, performing and, and like always doing the traditional dancing traditional performers when i was mm -hmm. younger in school so i would love always to bring that to to any of the performances i have to do yeah. just you know maybe a mask or maybe a, an outfit or maybe something so you can kind of mix it with this reality and bring it out i always love that uh, yeah. into my practice and the things that i do I uh, that. same with like a uh, indigenous poetry okay. I made a video it's on, it's on Instagram I can send it to you yes please uh, it's like a short video uh, an indigenous poem it's in Spanish mm -hmm. and I just make a little video made a little video in the house I love this kind of like yeah. you know video poems for me had been really really interesting because I lo always love videos video making photography yeah. like all the editing and yeah. then translate it or like transform it into a performance art so something that that's I really love. that is what i'd love to explore next with you is this idea of multi-faceted artist um and it's really interesting because it's an area that i've moved further into being like oh i have a gift here i'll explore that i do this i explore that i'm gonna do this element that i've done for years in a different way and and i start for myself to feel more aligned with myself as a person and as an artist, but equally you use the word accept it. Yeah. And I would say I'm only currently being like, I have to accept that this is how I express exactly, yeah. and how I've spent 12 years chasing to express through one art form and being like I have to do this I must succeed in this and even when I did succeed I didn't feel like I succeeded whereas now some things might be on a smaller scale or not even be public and I feel like I've I've have some sort of success it mightn't be success in the form of a career but it, it feels accomplishment yes yeah, that's I, the perfect word and I'd love if you were happy to, I'd love you to talk about that acceptance and whether that was easy for you. Because sometimes I feel like if you're like, I'm the jack of all trades, I've been trying to say for the last year, aim to be the jack of all trades and the master of nothing. Mm. Um, because for 12 years, I was trying to be the master of something and never could. Mm. And I'm starting to understand now it's because it's not... Uh, it doesn't align with me. So I'd love you to talk about your acceptance. We're yeah. destroying the studio here. I'm holding a mic <laughs> up. Luis is kicking I, things I, over. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly love what you just said because I resonate a lot. And it wasn't until a few months ago when we were Okay, just, wow. You know, we, me and my husband, Kieran, we started yeah. a Quirk Market. Yes, yeah, this, this Saturday. Is, yeah, this Saturday and Sunday. But this is because we have a brand called P-Shirts that we started a business before, right? So we didn't feel like, yeah, we, we feed into some of the market's audiences. The markets were fine, everything, yeah. nothing against them. The organization, everything was great. It's more so the audiences that they bring. We fail that we weren't feeding so much. Mm -hmm. So we started organizing our own full of queer people, full of like our LGBTQIA plus family, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> all of the members of the, of the community there selling their stuff, their things and being able to understand that, okay, well, like I can, I can, you know, I have my job, so I have, this is what I do or what would, you know, what may, pays my bills. This pays the bills. Right. So I have that uh, personality, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of the same personality, but then, what I love to do is like many things. It's not only the performance. It's not only the theater because it doesn't happen as often. Yes. It could, but, you know, it, it depends 100% on myself mm. or somebody else that hired me or like invited me for a collaboration or like wants to do something. But at the same time, you like you feel like there's some other things that you can do to gather, to talk, 
to introduce people to each other, to yes. grow together. So I really love that you say that because it kind of like kind of similar the same experiences. You know, you were doing your your um, was it the singing? It was singing, yeah, opera yeah. singing. Yeah, you were doing it for years, and then you feel like, but I can probably organize this. I can probably organize the whole thing. I can yeah. probably you know do many other things that I could it's just like accepting that you yeah you can do it just go and do it get up yeah you can do it and no one like you know, people appreciate it even more because you, you're creating stuff for them yeah. to enjoy if you can I just wonder and I wonder if you have an answer for this I'm sure it's different for every person because I don't have an answer why I'm wondering why it's so hard to accept when you have to say And even I, I don't like saying this mm -hmm. out loud, but when you have to say this path isn't right for me and I have fucking tried <laughs> and I've hammered it down and have done well. Like I look back and be like, please be proud of yourself. But then when you start seeing other things working, you're like, this feels so right. Why is it so hard sometimes to go with the thing? That feels so right. I have no idea. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Please someone come with the no, answer. I, no, I, I kind of like have an, a little idea. Uh, and you were saying it. Uh, you were so focused on being the best of this. Yeah. That's what we were told. That's how we were yes. with. Yes. That's what we were told in schools. That's what we we're told by the people that raised us independently who they were. That's, you know, we are always being compared by these people being better or you know when you're growing up be like oh look at your costume oh look mm. at your well that's from my personal experiences no. oh look at your neighbor he just did that and that and that he just got a car he just bought himself a car and you're like you know probably that's telling, success that's success yeah. yeah you're probably telling me for me to or like to push myself or you're actually just discouraging me because you don't even know if i want a car yeah. mom yeah <laughs> mother <laughs> dad so it's kind of like that type of things that we grew up with and it's hard to separate from that yeah. and being like you know what no this is not who I want to be I want to be good at organizing an event for six people every Tuesday night yes. and that's my goal and that's what makes me feel good and then I can go and work and whatever I work from nine till five and mm -hmm. then when I finish I'm going to sit down and write for three hours a day. That's what I like. No, and never post anything, never share, nothing. But then one day I would, you know, it's like, yeah, you don't need to focus on one thing. I this was told. I was told this before. I did journalism back in the day, 2006, seven. Okay, <laughs> when I was young, <laughs> and I loved it. I felt that that was my thing forever. I felt like I would, yes. I wouldn't be doing anything different than that. And I always wanted, when I grew up, I always wanted to be an actor, but then I, that swapped into a TV presenter or like a journalist, you know, okay, news yeah. anchor. Yeah. So I got to do that in my city. It wasn't a national television. It oh, was wow. like a local TV uh, from like the, some of the like some of the counties of the, of the country. It was fine. It was great. I had a lovely time. I learned a lot. But then the manager of that place, we used to tell me, be like, oh, you know, I see you being the anchor one time a day. And then I see you producing a TV show that is really good. But you mm. just, you know, you do that too. And then I see you going and doing this and that. And it's also good, but like you need to focus on one thing. You need to do one thing. And I was like, how am I going to do one thing if mm. I haven't done the other ones, you know? Because what I find is when I started exploring other areas, then when I'd go back to, and I will always say singing is my first love. Yeah. Um, But now that I've explored different areas and learned stuff about myself and also learned that I'm not limited in my skills, then when I go back to singing, I'm like so much freer and I'm so much, I'm more myself. So I'm still able to be in that arena, mm. but I wouldn't, I'm less limited because I have other areas that I can step into as well and learn about myself and then bring it back in. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't learn those skills within the singing arena even though i can use those skills in there yeah you, you learn know? other skills more like technicals and you know your voice you know those that you learn so many other things yeah but then the other that you're missing when you see them you're like whoa exactly you know? and I, i wanted to ask you something and this is where i always get nervous <laughs> i'm like oh no <laughs> i've seen like you know i've seen you um, I've seen you on Instagram and uh, I've seen a huge change in your presentation, the way you present mm -hmm. yourself. How is it for you and for your community, the 
the people, you know, the audience that you bring. How mm -hmm. is it for you to uh, present queer? Oh, <laughs> because I had a, a struggle lately. Well, yes. I always love it when I go to a place full of queer people. I, I, this is my thing. When I have to go to a place, there's no many, you know, I always feel out of place and mm -hmm. it's something that it shouldn't be like that. I get it over straight away. I walk in and I don't mind. Boom. I'm, yeah, I don't care. But that always is it's like in my head, you know, mm -hmm. from one day being, a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say from one day wearing a suit and a tie, no makeup, tie hair, mm -hmm. boom, to another day wearing a queer outfit, gorgeous, yes. long hair, a bit of makeup. How does it feel to you? It feels, honestly, the word that's sitting with me at the moment is it feels really heavy because it's been very long journey for me, yeah. a very personal journey and a journey I'm still going through. And what I'm needing to do at the moment is to separate the world I grew up in, yeah. to separate the words that I've heard, um, what I've been told, um, to return back to w how I want to be and how I want to express. Um, I'm, I'm really proud of myself that I'm able to express the way I do now, but I don't think I've found my, like, I'm definitely comfortable and I love being curious and exploring and all those stuff. But I think I've also been pushed down both routes. Okay. I've been pushed down to look a certain way that fits into society for years. Yeah. I had the matching tracksuits, the spiky hair, the blonde tips. Then I was in London. I had the chinos, the shirt. Like, I've done it all and I explored yeah. it all. But the f when I started exploring my queerness, yeah. that's when the... Um, questions came and the don't do that mm. why are you doing that attention seeking mm. you're showing off you're trying to fit all these things that then I got scared and stepped away from expressing queer because I was like I don't want to be that person I don't want to be attention seeking am I being attention seeking I don't so the actual space for me to um explore it I've never given myself that. So actually stuff like the quirk market and um, even even like we mentioned pause vibes earlier, even just being in the room with different queer people mm -hmm. um, and meeting more queer people, going to more queer spaces, I'm feeling comfortable to say to a lot of my friends, can we go here mm. as opposed to the places I grew up in? Mm. And I honestly foresaw for myself that I would go down a very gender fluid way um, and I'm sorry I don't feel like I'm being very articulate because I am still figuring things out but actually the more I return to myself the more it doesn't like the clothes don't matter and the expression mm -hmm. doesn't matter because I'm just like this feels right I'm gonna wear that and sometimes that is you know like I don't like wearing suits yeah. and at the start, that was, I feel more of a fight okay. to fight, not to fight with my family, but to be like, I have to be allowed to do this. Yeah. And it was like, you're just trying to be this. You're yeah. just trying to be that. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't feel right in a suit. But then I had to have the conversation with myself. Was I fighting for my, for my right to express? And actually, maybe I'm okay in a suit. But then I'm like, no, I'm actually not. But then there's other masculine clothes that I'm very comfortable yeah, in, yeah, yeah. you know? So it's this real mix. And I do think in the last year in particular, I've been able to step further into myself. And people do notice it, but I'm still very... I, and I've never actually said this, but I went through a whole thing about my gender. Yeah. Because I was being... Um, criticize not the words I've been challenged so much on my gender for years are you this yes. are you that are you and then I actually came I went to therapy well, I'm always in therapy but I brought it to therapy mm. to be like people are asking me if I'm trans people are asking if I'm non-binary people are asking me if I'm this blah blah and I was so confused that I almost felt like I had to choose something yeah and then and I've had a lot of support But then I came around and I was like, I actually feel like a man. Mm. And I feel like he, him are my pronouns. And I feel like that's my gender. And I've been thrown into this confusion 
because of other people going, you you must be this because this is how you ex- express. So for me, I'm like, I'm a man who expresses like this and a man can wear a skirt and a man can do this and that's my story and I got to learn that through non-binary friends Mm -hmm. who are explaining to me or trans friends who are explaining to me this is how they feel inside and I'm like I don't feel like that I feel like this but it was almost this thing of but you can't just be normal because you look like this and I'm like normal like what like I this is this is just who I am inside and who I am on the outside. And this is what a man can look like. So it's been a really hard struggle and I'm still clearing up a lot of the voices in my head that are not my voices. Um, So I am constantly changing and now trying to break down the what I should be doing and just figuring out yeah. what just feels right yeah well i'm going to, <laughs> going to first of all thank you so much for saying this i really this is something that i see i see that and you know we met when, when we were uh, recording the podcast and then i saw you in one of the you know on instagram and social media presenting yeah. uh, in one of the, your performances uh i wouldn't say masculine but yeah presenting yeah regular outfit and then i see you in the in the following one presenting this gorgeous outfit Mm-hmm. I'm a gender blending, bending yes. that I am obsessed with because clothing has no gender. I mean, we were told that and it's absolutely fine to feel and know that. And if you're female and you feel like dresses should be for you, it's absolutely fine. But like there are or they are just pieces of clothing. It's just yes. fabric that you can put on your body and that doesn't mean anything. But when I see that, I, I feel like, you know, I wanted to ask you that because I know the struggle. It's really hard. I know the way people is so used to see you that whenever they see you in a different way they're already going to ask you and the only recommendation that I can give you is I keep telling this story this story is gorgeous it's amazing and it will resonate with so many people it resonates to me it will resonate to so many other people that is struggling with the same be like should I wear a crop top like what are they going to say and you're like it happened to so many of my friends I show them you know we like can you try this on just for one second and see yourself how you look on that? And they were like mind blowing in terms of like, you know, how they uh, felt, how they felt because it's just breaking boundaries and it's just breaking the social construction that tells you that -hmm. you need to look in a way if you feel like identifying with us female and if you feel that you need to look in a certain way if you identify with male. So I really appreciate your experimentation publicly yeah yeah and i the recommendation that i give you is like keep doing it in terms of like it doesn't matter if it's female clothing or whatever it is just keep doing it and always that that you think mm-hmm. always that that you always dream with always that that you always wanted to look like doing on the stage singing opera on a huge gown <laughs> yes that is what you need to do because if you look around nobody else is doing yeah. the drag it's queens even George are doing yeah. their performance but like the stuff that you're doing not many people is doing it's it, even so. wearing heels to an opera space yeah. which i did two weeks ago and i wore a lovely suit well i don't like wearing shirts that's just something i don't like so i was wearing polo neck jacket it was a suit yeah. um format but then i wore my heels and i'm like this is my little nod to make sure everyone not to make sure that people notice it but because it's not that i'm going into a space and going look at me yeah. it's that i'm going in and being like this is who i am you can look at me if you want, yeah. but you don't. also don't have to. Yeah. But I feel confident and good, and therefore I sing better. Mm. And I sing Incredible. more like myself. Yes, you you know, and I'm more backed up to yeah. be like, just sing like yourself. You don't have to sing like, sorry, Dave and Patrick, I love you. It was like a three tenor <laughs> gig. Yeah. But I don't have to sing like them, and I don't have to look like them, but I can be right beside them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in that space. So thank you for asking that question. It's like, yeah, no, I, I, it's I always love to, to embrace, you know, people publicly to express their queerness because okay. I know the struggle. I've had that struggle. I still have it. I don't go to work. Uh, I don't go to work in an office. I don't go to the office full on queerness, but I, yeah. at least something small that makes me look. Yeah. Also, now that you mentioned that, well, earlier that you mentioned it. Yeah. Um, you're seeking attention. Yes, I am looking for attention because we've been told that we can't get attention by anyone. We've mm-hmm. been told that we need to man up. We've been told that we can't act like women. We've been told that we are feminine. We've been told so many horrible things 
that yeah, right now if I wear a pearl necklace and a V-neck jumper to the office at eight in the morning and a little bit of eyeliner, yes, I'm calling your, I'm trying to get your attention for you to look at me and see me as a different person. I'm not looking yeah. like you. You know, exactly. I'm, 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 I have an expression and an identity and. In that moment, I feel like I speak for all of us, if you get me. In that moment, when you stand there... You do carry it. Exactly. To everything with you. With your lips, red yeah. lips, and your uh, lovely long hair, you're mm -hmm. talking for all of us that yeah. are in bed, are in their houses thinking, oh my God, I'm queer, but I don't know what am I going to yeah. be doing with my life. I don't know how am I going to be able to express this. We're representation, and that matters so much. Yeah. The, the phrase I have... Um, lived by as I've gone down this journey which I've taken like little baby step each time is be yourself and the world will adjust and I've always just held that close because now I'm sitting in my cabaret where I do present very queer in the cabaret um, and my parents are there and my nana with her 16 friends were there and on you know and I looked out into the audience and I was like this is what I wanted to create. I wanted to create the grannies, the families, the queer people, the um, the partners, yes. the couples. I wanted everyone to be there. And I look out and I'm like, okay, I'm closer to having everyone there. I'm nowhere near-ish because there's so many types of people. But the fact that a line of 16 elderly women in their 80s can share a space with um, a big group of queer dancers mm -hmm. up in the corner... And everyone is enjoying the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I want to. And like my Nana's there and she's like, oh yeah, you look right now. She'll always be like, tie your hair back. And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, and like you get, the, you see in their way, they're like, like one of her friends has known me since I was a baby. And she's like, oh, and the hair, look at the hair. It's so long. And, and she's like, but you're still very handsome. And I'm like, <laughs> mm, that's not put in the best way. But I know what you mean. Yeah. And yeah. I hear it what you mean yeah. and that makes me happy that when someone's saying I'm accepting you yeah. maybe not using the right terminology it does that doesn't matter to me the labeling the terminology yeah. doesn't matter because I'm like I know what you mean yeah. through your language so I'm just gonna disregard that maybe it's not put in the way I would like it and just take the meaning behind it yeah yeah 100% I understand it's just um, it's hard to also well it's like a little Hard and easy to forget that um, a man with female clothing is always being seen as funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a ridiculization. It's not. It's you know. It's always been seen as. <laughs> yeah. Right. So even if you're in a serious performance and they like really like the way you look, they, that always gonna stay in there. You know, it's gonna be in yeah. the back of their heads. Be like, is he trying to be funny? No, I don't know. He, yeah. The way what they is look. so? And I'm not, I'm trying to be beautiful, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> and you know it. But there's another story that pops to my mind. It's a friend of mine and um, her nephew uh, enjoys dressing up as Elsa from Frozen and dancing around and, and all this stuff. And, and obviously, um, well, not obviously, but um, some people within the family are fearful of that and like, oh, they shouldn't. But she brought, what did I do? I did something anyway and mm. I was where I had the long hair and I had the extensions in mm. at the time and I was wearing something I can't remember particularly what it was I did some performance but she brought oh I was singing Frozen okay. in a cabaret oh, okay, okay. I was guesting in a cabaret and I was singing Frozen I had the long hair and actually I didn't have the but I was wearing whatever I was wearing I can't remember um, and she showed it to her nephew and he was just like oh oh my God, and like so amazed. And then she was like, will you meet him? And I was like, oh my God, of course. Like, yeah. you know, now I haven't actually met him. But I was just like, imagine I was younger. Yeah. And I saw that. And not in a funny way. Not in like, you know, oh, they're dressed up as like, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever, which is totally cool as well. And that's yeah. like people's art as well. But it was like, it's someone just being themselves yeah. in that way. And I'm like, actually sh you're right showing up does you know have a knock-on effect with other yes. people it's just it's as you say it's really hard to do sometimes like I was out on Sunday night after the show and I had my jacket on and the hair was you know and 
sometimes you are like, I'm here as myself and I can see the eyes and I can see the comments. And some people are really lovely and really nice. And with my nature, sometimes like I want to be here as myself, but sometimes I don't want it to be such a statement, even though I know it is. And I think that that's the struggle for me because I understand it has to be a statement. And I know that every queer person has that power to stand in a room and make a political political statement mm-hmm. by just being themselves. And that's yeah. heavy. Heavy, yeah. But the statement's been baked. You know, you're still making it. And mm-hmm. to social media, to showing up, to, you, to not taking all that clothes off and wearing something different to go to the pub. That's a statement there. To yeah. go for a smoke, taking your jacket off and be like, ah, yeah, I don't mind. Yes. Or, you know, or taking your jacket off inside of the pub, you know, in an old man's pub. Yeah. <laughs> and you take your jacket yeah. off and you're wearing your shimmery top and you're like, you know what? Whatever. And pe- what, Walking yeah. into the toilet, you know, that's a statement there. And seeing people adjust. Yeah. That's, that's the magic for me because I have gotten negative comments recently, which mm-hmm. I'm, sh- I'm shocked by. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my God, this is still happening. I don't get it. Yeah. You know, but then... Sunday night, a man, I say in his 50s, um, I'm going to presume he's heterosexual. I Like very kind of that typical manly man. I was at the bar and he just grabbed me and he was like, I just want to say you look gorgeous and thank you for, thanks for coming here. Um, And I was just like, that means more than he'll probably know. Yeah. He probably is being like, I'll have to make so-and-so feel comfortable. But I'm like, you're, because I'm going to tell that story to so many people yeah. and then that place is is going to become queer friendly yeah, yeah, yeah. you know so thank you for opening that conversation yeah, it is we, we, we <laughs> no it's it's so beautiful and that's that's why I set these interviews up like this that it's mm. three things because you don't know where it can go and I mm. even have learned to be like don't plan in your head just have the three things in front of you when i sent you the first one about well i sent you the three of them and i was like well i'm not including the queer kind of anything there but the first one with the hiv and the whole situation it's impossible to not talk about the queerness of course of me i struggle a lot i'm gonna tell you this to uh, close with the subject if you like it i struggle a lot um to come like coming out as a gay person okay i never did until i was 28 Right, wow. uh, I never felt that my parents were really lovely and supportive and everything, but I never felt that they sat down with me and asked me that question. So I never felt the need of me sitting down and telling them yes. I'm gay. Right? Maybe because I didn't want to drive attention to my life, the life messy life that I was having back in the time. So I just wanted to be like behind the mm-hmm. curtains the whole time and be like yeah look at me look at that look at that look at that you know what I mean so yeah. it was kind of for that until I arrived in Ireland and I would just kind of like literally start expressing my queerness and being able to wear eyeliner imagine wear eyeliner mm. to go out for me you have no idea how accomplished I felt for that type of little tiny statement well, I remember one day I tied a little corvat it's, yeah. it's like a leopard corvat for me that was I was just over the moon and from that moment on remember wearing the, my first ever dress to go out and night out being like i i don't even care where i am i'm just yeah. <laughs> cloud nine for being able to wear a dress outside because for me as a child that was what i wanted to be a queer person full on i love dressing up i like acting dancing and all of that was kind of like seeing super gay super queer so you mm-hmm. kind of like man it up for a while so I, then, then i like journalism because that's a, that's a man no Job, mm. whatever you hear me, yeah, whatever that was. But it fit in with something that you could go. I'm not going to be challenged here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I struggle a lot, and if somebody's listening right now and is struggling with this, struggling with coming out as their queer identity or whatever the identity they have, if they don't fit, they fit. Just make sure you know that you're okay. Yeah. Make sure you know that all these doubts and all these horrible things that you think right now about yourself, make sure you know that they're all going to go. Make sure you not pay attention to whatever people think about you mm-hmm. and make sure you kind of construct yourself in a way that you're able to not feel hurt by people, right? If 
if you're feeling or you know if you're 17 if you're 16 and you want to express your queerness or you feel like a trans individual and you want to express it out there make sure you know that yourself you don't need to say it to anyone make sure you know it yourself so in the moment that you're faced and you're being attacked or whatever mm -hmm. situation happens you're able to talk by yourself and express what you feel and who you are and i feel that is going to build your character your personality and it's percent a huge a, a better human being in the future you know you don't need to be uh, better than anyone else but there is um a lot of opportunities for you to be yourself just make sure you know that yeah. person that you are and uh, i really 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 thank you for having me no here thank you oh my uh, god giving me the opportunity to talk all these no no and i think as well just on on top of that is like um the biggest struggle I've had is running away from what I feel aligned with. So to all, like exactly what you're saying, just do what feels right for you. And as long as you're hurting no one else, you, you might, they might make you think you're hurting them, but like you wearing a dress is hurting nobody. Mm. And if someone's saying that it's hurting them, that's their, their own shit. That's not you hurting them. Exactly. Like, I mean, if you're actually going out of your way to hurt someone. Yeah. But if something feels right for you, just do it. Because I, have no, I don't have any regrets and I have, you know, wonderful people in my life and I've had a wonderful, you know, career. But the struggles, I know that they would have been less if I just embraced myself earlier. Yeah. So I totally agree with you that... Mm -hmm please you know when you're young just and actually for the parents let let people just explore and they might explore something and after a few months being like uh, yeah, okay yeah. it's not it exactly. and if you're like oh that was a phase yeah but if they get to go through the phase they learn if yeah. it's for them and also for the parents if your son wants to wear a tank top that he just got in the ladies department in pennies uh, dad try it on <laughs> yeah i mean wake up people like yeah we never know like you know all these conspiracy theories about the end of the world you don't never know and then you never wore a tank top you never wore exactly. a like spaghetti dress being an old you might man, feel fab. Always thinking about it. No, you know yeah. what I mean. No, and I'm, yeah. when I'm telling you, like you went to the pub and walked in, and people look at you and you feel that yeah, they're gonna look at you because you look incredible. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so if you doubt at any time, and you and people that is listening, they want to express whatever they want to express. If people look at you out there. Yeah, they're staring at me. Yeah, because you look amazing, darling. Yeah. So you go to the toilet, take a minute, look at yourself, make sure you look okay. You don't have anything in your teeth. Yes, exactly. Make <laughs> sure everything's in place and. Listen, and own it. they're going to look at you because that I, I honestly do it that way you know I wear stuff for people to look at it and yeah and something I always <laughs> do is I make sure to smile at them exactly rather than look at them because I remember I was down in a part of the country and we were walking down the road and just a lot of people were staring and I was uncomfortable with it at the time and I said it to my friend I was like I'm I'm just I'm I'm tired yeah and she said to me she's like but maybe they've never seen someone like you and they're just amazed and I was like, I never thought about it like that. I thought about it like they hate me, yeah, huh? exactly. which actually is me saying to myself that I hate myself. Mm -hmm. So I took that on. But for me, if I'm out in a space and I'm openly queer and there's not a lot of other queer people and people are staring for me, I always smile back. And try and be like, well, let's connect. Yep. Talk to me. Yep. Let's ask me like a and question and let me ask exactly. you a question. I don't know about your life. Yeah, exactly. exactly. At the end, they're always going to think, are you a performer? Are you an artist? You know, yes. Are you on the television? I got that question. I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, I am, baby. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I, and I need a drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm parched. <laughs> let's, um, before we run out of time, go to your final prompt, which is theatre and performing arts. But what I loved most about this prompt is when you said creation with your body and with movement um, and I would love you to talk about what it feels like to create with your body and how that helps you to get to know your physical sense your mental sense your emotional sense better and just harping back to something I did mention was um, you said how powerful and healing art can be yeah. Um, so maybe you can talk about how movement allows you to get to a place of this healing and powerfulness, which I don't even know yeah. if it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the fact of um, 
well, like I growing up and learning and doing theater and the moment that we had to do the physical part yes. of the physical theater, expressing without words in that moment was always like kind of like the most um, relieving feelings. So mm. it's kind of like one of the things that I always try to bring is more so, yeah, being able to move your body. You know, if, when you have an idea, you know, I'm going to talk about immigration with my body. Okay. So how would I move? That's always a challenge that I like always try to think about and, and how it, how malleable my body could be or what else can I express with mm-hmm. my movements. So I am learning a little bit of, uh, uh, about that and I am planning to do a little mentorship with Nick Nicolau uh, in 2023 uh, wow. about body, about movement and about queerness more so. Yes. That's what I want to learn. You know, something, or again, related to the queerness situation. Because yeah. art does have to have that intention. Yeah. And that's what I've realized because for years, sorry, I will let you because I'm loving yeah. what you're saying. But what I've realized, just harping back to the start of the interview is for years I was learning the skills yeah. and I was learning how to do things and the style and the history and blah, blah, blah. But I had nothing to say. I did have something to say, but I wasn't saying it. And therefore, it was never going to go to that area of meaning something. It was always just going to be a presentation of skills, which is also fine. But learning, like you've learned through your HIV Mm. and through um, your culture and through your queerness, learning what you have to say as an artist through using all these skills that's what art is about, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's something that I'm really looking forward to uh, express and experiment because yeah. also growing up and like doing theater and like not being out of the closet, you don't want to look gray or whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I always like my, my mentor and teacher again, Lalit, she, she, we still message sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lives in Barcelona now. We, she, she used to say to me like you, are behind this wall that I've like who knows because she, she was kind of like straight to the point she wouldn't like sugarcoat anything she would be like I c- can't stand you today can you stand in the corner for <laughs> I okay. just can't you. you know she'll be like very straight the day after she'll be like sorry but just in the acting scene like I didn't you you weren't there you know she yeah, was yeah, like yeah. really li- like uh, she giving you the tough love the majority of the time you okay. know uh, but I learned a lot from that because what she was trying to tell me was like come out of the shit like you yes. are trapped you know I didn't want to move like that I didn't want to you know move my wrist so much I didn't want to look gay yeah and that's something that's limited me for ages until there's, yeah you know I did some uh, um, contemporary dance classes so that helped me open up I came out as a gay that yeah. helped me open up I got married I just yes. do things openly as a gay man and that helped me to open up a lot and uh, it, it identify it identify, it relates so much movement and body expression to who you actually are and yeah. who you know you are if you're not aware if you're not sure you're not gonna you know you're not gonna be able to be at your 100% because you don't wanna look this way mm-hmm. you don't wanna look that way you don't want people to think that you are this or that but people is and you're also people probably is not even thinking about yeah. it. you know what I mean so it's like they can think many things But you're limiting, what I've learned is you're limiting getting to know yourself. Yeah, exactly. You're stopping you learning what feels great for yourself. And like even that thing of how to move your body, like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe you want to walk a particular way because it feels empowering and comfortable and makes you feel present in the world. But if you're like, oh, I can't walk like that. I must walk like this. You're disconnecting yourself from yourself, from the world and you're presenting something that's not truthful, which I think e- people just see through. Yeah. They feel that energy and being like, there's something not, yeah. even if they can't articulate it. So I love, like, I love that you're exploring physically. And I think that idea, it's interesting, that idea that you say about how to explore it and like through dance and movement mm-hmm. that you're going to explore that because I had that experience this year where I had this thing where I was like, I can't go to the gym. 
Okay. I was like, I can't go to the gym. It's not my space. Yeah. It's not who I am. Because I was being limited into this, well, you're very feminine, so you must do this and this and this. And I love, I go to my dance classes yeah. and I love them. And I have always done that. And I, I've very much found my space, but I've done this 180 moment where now I'm almost relearning my masculinity mm. through a place of honesty. And I now go to the gym and... I feel strong and I feel the word masculinity means something different to me now you know it means like feeling that strength and power and like the femininity for me means like feeling that softness and um Mm -hmm. gentleness and they don't they don't they're not tied to a gender to me anymore yeah 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 um I just intimidating genes in general it's a masculine dominated yes no place i'm never there yeah <laughs> no yeah no i'm i didn't want to go when i was i was in a really bad place and a very good friend of mine brought me in and was like you will come and we will just explore this yeah. and i was like oh it's i don't know and and now i'm just like this is a re- and you then you meet the masculine gym people yeah. And they're lovely. They're, they're not. Fine. Yeah. They're just this intimidating thing because in my head, I'm like, they will hate me. Yeah. And then they're like, how are you getting on with that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, I'm okay. To me. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I can lift it. <laughs> but it's really, it's, I also want to find in those, those spaces that I grew up in that I was so disconnected from because I felt like I had to be there. Some of them I'm returning to and I'm like, mm actually i love this yeah. and i i want to be here yeah. so it's really it's really nuanced interesting yeah you never yeah. stop learning once you accept you know who you are exactly uh, it makes me think also that uh, we might need like an lgbtqa uh, plus gym yeah in ireland and yeah members of the community as instructors and it's like yes. only a safe space for us imagine you know the trans people can feel okay Using the showers and no, you know, exactly and being told what to do depending on their body. That, that could be a good idea. Any business, uh, in, in yeah, anyone out there, there want to set up a gym? Yeah, for the queer people. <laughs> I actually think that would be a really safe space. And I think because being queer is so nuanced, yeah. I think that a, a queer gym could incorporate all different elements of what it means to exercise exercise yeah exactly. you know and you could have your strength you could have your movement your mobility yeah. but it can be done in a in a way that everyone can feel like they have something there yeah. and can dip in and out and be like i'm doing this today and that today and exactly yeah. you know i i feel like i think that's the best thing about being queer is the possibilities yeah there's so many so much possibilities Um, But I'd love you to speak a little bit more just (laughs) on, I keep moving you away, um, on moving your body and what that feels like for you and how, I'd love to go back to the word healing, so I'd like to tie those two in together, is the movement of your body and healing. Yeah, the the whole arts, uh, the whole um, idea of doing activism and arts the whole idea of uh, expressing myself through whatever I write or or to a poem or through a video uh, it's been really like healing Mm-hmm. To me. Honestly, going to a podcast, going to Post Vibes and speaking out about being HIV positive was one of the most like you have no idea how my mental health changed completely. I stopped wow. seeing myself because I, I kept myself into secrecy. I was fine with it, but I I was fine in the level of making dark jokes about me being HIV. I'm gonna pass it to you, yeah. Because <laughs> mm. I'm gonna share about you, you know, like, you know that type of like horrible thing. Yeah. So I healed that. I'm not that person anymore after being able to say it publicly and not feeling embarrassed, and not feeling ashamed, and not feeling the way that society wants us to feel or us HIV positive people feel. Uh, not society, but it's some people in general. Yes, of course. And um, uh, but. Um, uh, all of that process, uh, the fact of accepting myself in many ways as a queer man, as a, you know, a queer artist, as a, a queer activist, as a HIV positive activist, all the fact of accepting myself was was one of the most healing ex- healer healing healing healing, yeah, healing, yeah. healing experiences I've ever had. Uh, I struggle a lot with like uh, body 
issues or yeah. yeah the way my body looks and i wasn't really happy with it and then one day i just found out that i was talking to myself in a way that i would never talk to anyone like not even my worst enemy yeah. you know i would look at myself in the mirror and be like you're horribly fat you're terrible uh, until one day i look again and be like what are, what are you doing you yeah. know telling to myself in the middle, why are you talking to yourself like that? You're standing, you can walk, you just had a sandwich, yes. you're just gonna have a shower, a warm shower. You stop criticizing yourself for things that are, you know, that no, you shouldn't be treating yourself like that. That's that kind all of the amazing things process. your body does for you. Yeah, all that healing process that you know, accepting it and accepting it and owning it. My friend always said it. <laughs> he always says it, and I'm like, I always laugh. Honey, if you're a whore, own it, honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> just own it, honey. And yeah. I laugh so much because it's just in general. It doesn't have to be that word. It can be everything. Just owning yes. who you are, who you feel, how the way you feel, and uh it's just fully healing and doing or being able to express something and make it publicly or like put it out there for people to see it and maybe feel connected or not. That's also even more um, Mm. encouraging to keep doing it. It it, it helps the healing, but it's also really encouraging to keep doing stuff like that. And when you see that uh, not a lot of people around the area is doing something similar, you're like, you know, I'm going to keep doing it. Same as you, you know, it's like a few people is doing some things, but like maybe no one is doing this specific thing that I'm doing. So you fill up that niche. Yeah. that needs to be filled in Dublin there are many of them that has to be filled in Dublin so it's like and there'll course. be someone else to fill another niche of course so follow the yeah. the direction that feels right to exactly. you I'd like to ask one more question and that is what would you what do you feel is stronger doing the healing behind the scenes and then presenting um, what you have learned mm-hmm. or presenting and healing as you're presenting that's interesting isn't it the yeah. presenting and healing it's something yeah. i really struggle with okay um uh, it's okay to like it's nice to, I, I feel like the whole healing i mean when you're like you know uh planning to present something yeah and during the whole planning uh, production organization you're kind of like also healing with your own things and you're mm-hmm. like oh for example i'm gonna put example um i always struggle like speaking publicly right but i'm organizing an event where i have to speak the whole time for an hour and a half so in the meantime i'm, I'm struggling but i'm healing <laughs> if you get me i'm like yes. i can do it i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do it and once you're there you start doing it and you're like you know what i did it right so it's, you, you feel like kind of like okay i got it over something mm-hmm. that i thought i would never be able to do so it's yeah. kind of like healing in the process at the same time but if you're going to, for example, present something, uh, we, we, we you kind of like have to, you know, tell a story about yourself or like, you know, being yeah. able to talk about something that happened to you and you want to express it in publicly that day or made a number about that. You know, maybe somebody's playing music and you're just telling a story and you're really nervous because that story is just telling actually something that happened to you. Yeah. So it's like a process. That you're like, I'm actually not really sure how to feel with this that I'm about to say. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, same when I was at the podcast in front of the microphone. Hi, how are you? I was like, I'm actually struggling right now because I'm going to say something that I've never said publicly. Mm-hmm. And once you do it, you just heal it, kind of. I it's know. like going to sauna and then you got to get naked straight away. You're like, three, two, one. Ah! <laughs> it's done. I'm healed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think no. it's, yeah, no, it's really, it's really interesting what you say. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm always intrigued because art is healing and because you use that word and I, I like I just think it's really powerful but it, I'm also so careful to be like I don't want to put anything in the world yeah that could be damaging because I'm also aware if I'm not healed in certain areas I can say something that's not and I've I've done that in the past and I look mm-hmm. back on those things and I'm like they shouldn't be out there because I wa- I shouldn't have been speaking on that. Okay. And sometimes from a place of when you're not well, you think, oh, well, this is it. Okay. And then a year later, you're like, that wasn't it. And I actually was still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. So, But I know Irish is so healing. Yeah. And I also know the power of putting things out there can really allow you to break through that healing yeah. and um, realize a lot. So it's just yeah. a really, yeah, it's a really interesting 
area that I'm trying to figure out how how do you put stuff out there and be in, be vulnerable while knowing that you're putting it out there for the right reason yeah. and not yeah you I know, know I know a story I know I know a really interesting story of a project that hasn't happened for the same kind of situation mm-hmm. for a person to be going through the healing process of the whole situation yeah so it's a gorgeous project and uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen whenever the person is ready to fully accept that what that happened to them yes fully face it or like sit down and translate that into a piece of art and fully being able to present it out there and be like yes this is what i transform you know i I but i love that 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 that. that person is taking their time because i love that too yeah yeah. that's what art is about yeah and being an artist and it's part of the process and it's beautiful too exactly and it's gorgeous and if you can kind of document some of the process to be like not documenting like write one line every day be like I feel yeah. like a, Cause a that marvelous gem today boom <laughs> I, what a better way to leave it yeah. feeling like a marvelous gem <laughs> Luis thank you so much it's been such a pleasure thank you so much and I I, I, I am so happy that I had the chance to talk to you Absolutely. I kind Me of too. feel like I interview you in one moment I know <laughs> flipping Maybe the script podcast moment fantasy. yes you lived it no I, I really appreciated the question no. and I look forward to seeing you at the weekend at yeah. my favourite market in town <laughs> Quirk market uh, we're going to be uh, donating 10% to Outhouse ah oh, fab we want to do as much as we can all square people in Outhouse we need to bring all of us to our house. Yes. We need to bring events. We need to bring activities. We need to do as many things as we can so they can still be there. They can still support. They offer so much support for our community that we need to give yeah. back in a way. The only way is going there, having a coffee and spending money there. Yes. That's our only way. But uh, see you all there. Yeah. See you there. We'll have a lot. I'll be buying another P-shirt to add to my <laughs> my collection. Thank you. <laughs>